Well, hello, spiritual seekers, and welcome to another episode of Think Spiritual Podcasts. Today, we are doing... Now, what is this? This is going to be uh, Personal Spiritual Journeys. I think this will be number six, actually. Uh, might be number five. Depends what order I put the mode in, I guess. So. Now how no good he does. No. <laughs> now how good he does. But what we have here today, we have uh, my friend and even some of my podcast mentor, uh, Mr. Jason Fui, on the podcast with us today, talking to us about his spiritual journey and who knows whatever else will come across the microphones. That's right. So, how are you doing, Jay? Hey, man, I'm great. Thanks for letting me uh, be on the pod. I'm excited. I'm, uh, I'm stoked to talk about it. We talked a little bit. We just, you know, talked a little bit about this before, you know, just kind of scraped the surface. So I really look to uh, look forward to delving into um, um, your side of it, um, bringing it to your guests. And I'm, I'm proud to be a guest. So thanks for, uh, again. No, that's good. And yeah, yeah like I, I think I said to you once before, I kind of consider you almost like the, the grandfather of this podcast. Cause, yeah. Cause I mean, you've been doing, uh, so anybody who doesn't know, Jay, uh, has his own podcast called death by Fooey. And what are you, you're on season six now? Yeah, we're on season six, you know, oh, wow. many of which you were part of, uh, uh for running, about two and a half years, running the board and, yeah. uh, and really producing the show. And of course you helped produce our movie as well, which we put on the uh, <laughs> oh, death by Fooey website as well. Death that, by that, that should be burned and buried uh, in the backyard. <laughs> it's, it was amazing. it's amazing and embarrassing and horrible and amazing all, all and at cool the same time. all at the same time. Yeah. Cause it's yeah. really, really bad. But the uh, production is the best <laughs> part by it's far. It's the best produced worst movie ever. <laughs> yes, and that's all Mark's. So. No, it's yes. not even that. <laughs> I could do better probably now. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I would love to put Mark into a true challenge. Like if I wrote a much better script and actually tried to act in it, because you know, we write this script and I don't learn any lines. What was I thinking? I just thought we would just. I, wing I think it. we really need to come up with like a like maybe like just like a one person one act movie sort Simple. of thing like, like uh, something that's sort of complex well i love the hero's journey beginnings of it anyway that you've done you've got a lot more to go and plus your breakdowns of some of the movies as well so i think that's an awesome take as well which is another yeah, reason why you. i'm really excited to be on the pod because yeah. just to be part of it in this this uh you know germination part of where you've brought this podcast it's just well, well yeah you know, and it'll be so far yeah and it, it'll be sort of interesting i uh, kind of having someone I mean, I've mostly been interviewing like family members <clears throat> yeah. and, uh, and, and people that, you know, have maybe more, uh, say a church background or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, in one sense, you're kind of the test bed too of, oh, okay. uh, of someone that I know doesn't necessarily have, you know, any kind of say religious upbringing per se, Yeah. even though there is, I, I but that's partly why I, I got you. I, Cause I was thinking about it and uh, I guess I have to be let me straight and honest with you that I wasn't sure at first if I was going to get you on here for this mm -hmm. because, because I thought, well, it's like, you know, what, what is, what is Jay going to say? What? And then it's mm -hmm. like, and then it's like, I have, and then I'm just, I started kicking myself like, Mark, it's like you arrogant ass sort of <laughs> thing. It's like, it's like, who are you to judge where somebody is on their spiritual journey? Well, that's a good point. Yeah. And, we're and the more I thought about it too, I mean, you and I have had some really interesting conversations over the years. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that really of 
my personal friends, you were the only one that showed up for the uh, discussion group that I had That's in the right. house yes. that time. A couple That's right. years ago. Yeah. And some really strange people, and, yes. And, and uh, based hey. on, we were going to discuss Buddhism <laughs> and Christ. Yeah. And we, we I, got, I loved we, your we, angle on that. We, we got waylaid by a couple of Muslim evan- evangelists. <laughs> yeah, true. That's a true story. It, it, Mark, yeah, invited random people. Basically, you know, how many emails did you exchange with those people before you let them in your home to have a, a discussion about religion? Yeah, maybe like three or four there texts or something like that. There you that. go. So Mark, kudos to Mark, because uh, honestly, I don't know if I'd have the balls to do that, but also just just in the sense that yeah. uh, that, I've always thought about this, Mark. That is the beginning of this podcast. I was I was just going to say something similar to that, yeah, because, that, because really it's like that sort of taught us, um, you know, well, we have to have like a little more of a controlled atmosphere. Yes. Right. And yes. doing the podcast and having the questions really yeah. allows for that, I think, mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. So <laughs> let's, let's move right into, you know, the whole purpose of this podcast. Sure. Cause we could sit here and just yammer, yammer off probably for a yeah. few hours just yeah. on mm-hmm. its own. So, Easy. Yeah. but at, at least let's send it in a direction more or less. And I'm going to ask you, Jay, you know, very simply, or maybe not so simply, what does the term spiritual mean to you personally? Um, that's a good question. I think I'm, I'm a little bit of column A and column B, a couple of different brackets, not three or four, but maybe just two. And I think when we think about spirituality, um, you know, you could look into the dictionary or find a definition if you wanted to, but I think, I think there's, there's the column A that is the spiritual aspect, the, um, the aspect that it's, uh, um, uh, a, a mystical being, a sixth sense, uh, an angel, or you know, a spirit that floats over you or watches you. Maybe it's God. Maybe it's a uh, uh, nature or something like that. An actual other, not necessarily a being, but uh, you know, something. S- something supernatural, supernatural that's beyond us, right? Yeah. And then there's the other side. So spirit plays a big role in. Um, uh, high schools, uh, spirit plays a big role in colleges. Uh, okay. I see and, where you're going. You know, and, um, communities have spirit. And when you would try to define that kind of spirit, it's difficult because it's like, what is it? Oh, they have spirit. What does that mean? Well, they're kind of community minded. Mm-hmm. They're sort of, they want to help each other. They're fervor. They, they, you know, they, they have the fervor, like they, they you know, they, they want to, they want to help and they want to do things and they're passionate and all that combines into some weird ball of energy, which sometimes, um, makes things happen. I don't know how, but you know, maybe the criminal that was born and bred to be a criminal in that community he, uh, you know, all his trajectory was to light this, uh, whatever gas station on fire and whatever plays a big role in the Trump, Trump, you know, traumatic of a, of a community or something like that. You know, he's, he's got on this trajectory to do that, but because this community of people around him, maybe his family themselves, they've, they've deterred him from ever wanting to, you know, make some, a really poor decision. We could come up with a hundred different things about what, um, about what his bad decision would be. So I just came up with the, you know, lighting up a fire, uh, lighting up a mm-hmm. gas station or something, you know, like horrible things, like big explosion. P- these, these things almost happen daily. They do. It's crazy. But why? Sometimes it's because we lack spirit. We lack, 
Um, <laughs> that is that is really, really insightful, yeah. actually, Jay. You know, like we lack direction. We lack people helping us. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's so spirit to me means one of those two things. I I would seriously say if someone said, "Hey, what spirit?" I could say with uh with a with good confidence, never mentioning the high school, the community spirit at all. But I could just mention the angel on your so- shoulder or a ghost or mm-hmm. something like that. And I think those two definitions are the first two things that come to me when I think about um, what does spirit, spiritual mean to me. Um, here's another crazy thing is the first one, the ghost, the spirit, and things yep. like that. Yep. Not everyone experiences those mm-hmm. things. Not no, everyone does. It's rare, actually. Well, it's, maybe they do, and, but if you're not aware, self-aware, well, like, there's then that we can, too, we can make yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But does, yeah. Does, that, does that really count, though? Because yeah, they never experience it. So how are they? They don't experience it. It's not really it, yeah. in the discussion. Maybe yeah. they didn't see it, but at the same time, mm. why did some see it and why did others not yeah, see good it? good point. Yeah. So why? I think you're, I, I think you're onto something there. Christine and I have been, we've been, well, you go ahead, Christine, on how we've been talking about community and things like that. Yeah, well, the point I was going to say is I think everybody else that you've interviewed has uh, defined spirituality more as a personal thing. I think you're the first person who has brought up the idea of spirit and and, and being a community. Yeah, I mean. And not being just an individual internal thing. So it's a really different way of looking at it. That's uh, what I want to say. It's weird and tangible when people bring that up. We have spirit. What do you have, you know? Yeah. Well, he's full of spirit. It's a weird and tangible because it's not like he runs fast or he's smart or. But there would be, yeah, when you get a group, whatever it is, a school or whatever, a spirit. Yeah. It's an intangible that's hard to measure is what I'm saying. It's not that it's less significant than being fast or smart or strong, but it's just a weird sort of stat to say, well, we got spirit, you know? And then the other team's like, you know, what? Okay. Well, should we be concerned with this? Because they got a lot of spirit or Mm -hmm. is that just them saying we got something that you don't even know what it is. So, so those people you have know. connected, you know. And I'm I also think. using it for teams analogy, but, you know, realistically communities. And I think um, families, we could, families, mm-hmm. we could benefit by by having spirit. But again, uh, you can't really um, mark it down. It's it's this, it's that. It's a combination of things. It's a combination of hard work, perseverance, uh, tenaciousness, uh, dignity, you know, it's a combination of all those things that would make somebody be this respectable, spiritual uh, community or person, you know, people or, or community or group or family. Like you say, like when yeah. you say that, it's, it's so true. It starts with the family. People don't realize it starts with the family. You know, um, the reason why a lot of times we're burning down these gas stations or I'm using that example. It's a poor example, but, you know, just a horrible thing where you could potentially kill a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And and maybe you were just being, um, you know, uh, being an idiot, like, you know, you're just arson. You know, you're not trying to be a terrorist. You just, you you know, you've done things like that or or rob a store, you know, Mm -hmm. or maybe you uh, hurt somebody. Um, Those those examples, you know. Don't those things don't happen as often when families are, um, you know, seeing on the same level or mm-hmm. connected, connected and actually have mm-hmm. uh, one thing? Yeah, one thing we've talked about is the uh, the loss of ritual. Shall, oh, we, yeah. shall we say and we've being con- and being connected to those rituals and 
uh, having rites of passage and things like that. And okay. We don't have a lot of those these days. Having right. mythology that is not based just in superheroes or, or but in, you know, family history, like yes. mythology yeah. of your people, your culture. But are you <laughs> suggesting that, that it's, that's, it's the, it's the old argument of when religious uh, individuals say, well, what else is to um, uh, even you out in this world unless you don't believe there's a higher power? Like, um, or what's to stop you from murdering somebody if you don't, if you, if there's no God? Well, that d- 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 doesn't, doesn't that, uh, preclude any, like, what about, what about personal responsibility then? Right. So you can, so that's, that's why I've been saying, this is, I, I guess yeah. like on this podcast overall there, and actually that brings up, cause I put up my, uh, my Star Trek one today yeah. and that, that is, that's about blending the physical and the, you know, the mental, Beautiful. emotional yeah. The spiritual, that, that's what that one is all about. Yeah, it's, that's awesome. Because, because it's not just one or the other, you know, it, it, it can't be, it can't be all one thing. Mm-hmm. It, you have to have a blending of a, of a multiple, a multitude of things or else, you know, how else do you be a complete person even, or a complete family yeah. or a complete community? Well, yeah. So it's, it, I guess that's why I always say it's like, you know, we, we end off with change yourself, change your world because it starts with you first Mm -hmm. and moves from there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like you said, so if the father of the family Mm -hmm. takes personal responsibility for his life and then he passes that on to his sons, his daughters, Mm -hmm. his, you know, he allows his wife to, you know, be the person she needs to be, Mm -hmm. um, and again, yeah, like, and they pass those values on, then you're right. Then that, that goes on. Communities are grown from families and from multiple families. And we were all kids in this room. We were all kids. We all remember yeah. um, being in situations where uh, we probably made poor decisions. We've all been in those <laughs> oh, yeah. situations. We've all made bad decisions. <laughs> oh, not even um, as a kid. <laughs> and, and no matter what, if we, all of our kids, they're going to make poor decisions as well. But yeah. it's a matter of what happens when really, when it comes down to doing that really shit crappy thing, you that's know, okay. You, can <laughs> you know, really doing that really, uh, not good thing. Uh, are you going to do it? And I don't know it, you know, it's not even doing the not good thing. Sometimes no, it's, it's, just it's about how you grades. respond to it afterwards yeah. too, how you deal with it afterwards. Yeah. Like, like ultimately. Well, I think Jay point. might be saying though too, like that maybe you don't even do that thing if you come from uh, a good background. Mm. Uh, is that partly well, what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. it starts with the family. The really people, bad thing. Right. Not, not the mistakes that every right. kid makes. But, um, yeah. Even, even just spirituality starts mm-hmm. with the family as well. It doesn't necessarily have to be religion. No. It doesn't have to necessarily have to be ghosts and mystiques and, you know, it, it can just be that, that we want to have a conversation. We want to have, uh, um, a relationship. We want to be able to say, let's do better and how can we improve? We want to be able to do that. And really see each other. Like really see really each other. Really see each yeah, other. Yeah. Really yeah. laugh with yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. Really cry with each other. And then you build that spirit with them. And then, and you know, then you try to find like-minded people in your life, right? You build mm-hmm. something around you and you don't have to be friends with your next door neighbor. It's, that's not always the community that you're in. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's a, it's a, to have a physical community that's really, uh, really strong towards each other. That's great, but it doesn't always happen. But having a community of friends, right? Um, um, yeah. if you, you know, if, uh, if you were, 
uh, you know, Mark were sick, you know, maybe you had schizophrenia, maybe you had depression, you know, um, your family would be there for you, you know, mm-hmm. uh-huh. they would be yeah. there for you, you know, and I think that is really what comes down to the difference between Mark and somebody who's roaming the streets in Red Deer on this minus 25 night. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a, that's an excellent point. Yeah. That, that is technically the difference yeah. is, is your support network. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes that's built around you when you're born and you have a good one right from the get go. And sometimes you have to build one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, it's effort yeah. by the way. So I think this sort of mm-hmm. flows into, and I guess I basically know the answer to this question more or less, but, but Jay, do, do you <clears throat> follow a specific, uh, religion or spiritual practice but actually i'm gonna alter that a little bit in one sense just because like what you've been talking about with community Mm -hmm. maybe we should almost consider that as Mm -hmm. a spiritual practice even of itself Mm -hmm. so i don't i don't know how you how would you answer that question exactly well okay so just to preface when i was young let's say i think it was grade seven um um i I went to church. I just all of a sudden went to church. I was in grade seven. So what does that make you? 12, 13 years mm-hmm. old. I'm born in November. So, you know, I'm a late. And this was just on your own? On my own. Okay. And I wanted to know, was there more? Now, I'd flirted with church even younger than that. We had a friend of the family bring us to church on Sundays. My parents, fairly uh, progressive people, were like, yeah, bring them. It's more time for us to hang out on Sundays probably <laughs> anyway. <laughs> bring the kids. And... Um, uh, the two old ones, myself and my older sister, and go to church. And that was at a young age. But in, so many years after I had stopped going to church, I, I wandered into this church that was in my neighborhood. Something must have been drawing me there. And uh, and, and later on, it would have such a huge impact on my life, and it still does. I mean, I, 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 un, I ended up going back to that church many years later, mm. and my friend got married in it. It was really weird because they got married in the gym that we would play in and all this stuff, and I'm in—I'm mean, a grown man, and my buddy's getting married in here, and I'm like, what? Like, something—I've never been back there since then, so. Really? Yeah, I wandered into this church, and they said, uh, why don't you join a youth group? And I said, okay. And um, so spirituality for me was in that—or, sorry, uh, the religious aspect for me um, started at a, at a young age, um, and it sort of, yeah. And how, how long did that continue on for then? So— Throughout to the, I'd say about grade 11, 12, I, oh, wow. I was still going to uh, okay. youth group. But at that point, my interests, my personality, my uh, goals had changed a little bit. You know, I'd been That's there since pretty grade, normal, yeah. Yeah, from seven, yeah. you know, from 12 to about, yeah, 17, 18 years old. I don't know what happened, but I think I just kind of grew out of it a little bit. And um, I took advantage of the youth group. I never, I, I knew, I knew in the end, that I was never going to be what they wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, you know, um, they wanted me there to are be certain somebody. As- there are certain expectations mm-hmm. when you join a group like that, that you're going to kind of become, and especially as you get older, that you're going to like become part of the core group and part of the leadership and really commit yourself to the cause, shall we say. <laughs> they, uh, so I must have been about, yeah, grade nine or ten. They asked me to do this gigantic prayer. I had to do this giant prayer in front of lots of people, and I think it was um, because look, when you're a youth group director, 
your one of your goals is numbers and they want to see kids coming in there and after you start getting the numbers what else can we get well we have kids that are really starting to show their devotion and uh you know mm. i was always a friendly guy right so and you know even at that age i guess they they might have noticed that i wanted to you know talk and mm-hmm. be on a mic or whatever so i had to do a prayer once and it was just i it was I just dug in deep <laughs> to, to say things that didn't necessarily mean anything to me. And they did, but they, yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to sound good, I think. And yeah, people were just coming up to me afterwards, putting arms around me. And it was just like, oh, I, I, it was kind of a weird thing. Cause I, I obviously conjured up some of the words and some of the things that I was talking about from somewhere, but I don't know if well, it just was from, truly from just the heart. from all you everything you've heard yeah. sort of came bubbling up and yeah. sort of you yeah. knew what to say yeah, but you yeah. didn't necessarily mean yeah. it. Yeah. It was yeah. you know, yeah. I, I think I'm blushing right now just thinking about it. <laughs> you it's kind funny. of are. <laughs> it's, it's funny because I I I haven't really mentioned that to a lot of people because it doesn't come up that often but some of my friends that I still have to this day were in that room and uh they kind of some of them busted my balls afterwards. Oh, okay. they kind of busted my balls a little bit. Yeah, like, come on, Jay, keep it real. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's good. We need friends like that. Yeah, we do, and um, I'm still friends with some of those guys today. So it's really cool. But um, yeah, I think the uh, the uh, aspect to uh, to my what was the question that was it? Um, uh, really, whether you follow a specific follow religion a specific religion or no. a spiritual practice, spiritual practice. <laughs> so in the end, I I. I don't follow the the god spirituality mm-hmm. anymore um but i do follow some of the things that churches and religions and services preach and that is the sense of um togetherness and i think um whatever i can do sometimes uh within my community in red deer or whatever i contribute i think that's just what you do you contribute and you don't always want to, but you you just show that. Look, what do I need to do to um, to, uh, to to show that I want to be part of the, this group? You know, and uh, I'm not like a super group mentality kind of person either. That's the crazy thing. I don't. Well, I'm not married. I have a child. But I'm, you just try I'm, to think of what you can bring to the table from time to time. Yeah. Of course. You do I, that yeah. quite a bit, actually, Jay. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't want to, I want to contribute and I want to do it under sort of my terms. I think that's like, mm-hmm. well, I think that's, that's the fair. Western world of me. I, th- I think that's know? fair because otherwise you become the, uh, the blanket that gets walked on. Right. And the, mm-hmm. uh, what is that? The carpet, not the blanket. <laughs> it's, <laughs> no, it's kind of funny though. Like, um, no, that's a good point. I don't want to be. And I think sometimes, and I, and this sounds horrible, but I think you can get bullied into making donations. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. And it, absolutely and you can. It's a little bit on yourself. Like, why are you feeling bullied? Like, you just say no or whatever. But, mm-hmm. but I, I, I don't like people like asking for money, especially when you get nothing in return or it's not even that that you get nothing in return. They're not even offering anything in return. Not even mm-hmm. saying like serenity now. You know, <laughs> give me five bucks in serenity now. Okay, well, I mean, at least I'm getting that. But like, yeah. just to hand over money sometimes, I feel as though people aren't really um, deserving of it, even if it is going to an awesome cause. Mm-hmm. And I think you need people, if you need money, um, that are going to be understanding and are going to be um, um, 
um, equipped with some sort of um, something to give back to the individual that's giving. So, you know, um, one, I agree with you there, one actually. way I like to donate is do a DJ for the day, bring a, someone in the studio and at the radio station and bring a DJ, uh, some person in. And we've raised some crazy money doing that. Oh, really? And it's costing no one anything except for the person that's doing it. Right. You know, it's yeah. a free, it's just time for me. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to, to give back in my mind. Um, you know, I just like doing it and I like meeting people and I like talking to people. And um, if they get a kick out of it, it gives me more of a kick out of it. So that's really part of, so I think that goes back to kind of your first answer. I, I think you have something in you then that you desire to sort of build community a little bit. I do, yeah. And, I do. and to actually kind of get into people's heads a little bit more and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. and to get them thinking a little bit. Yeah, I do. Rather than just uh, everybody just going through the motions every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we all have a calling. And I think just, you know, some people are more extroverted and introverted. Mm-hmm. And um, some people are more, um, it's weird, Mark, because I, like, I'll play that leadership role if, if it's needed. Like, I can, I can kind of, yep. mm-hmm. I can yeah. do that. But I don't really love being the leader. I, I know the feeling. And those are the guys who make the best leaders, really. <laughs> actually, the reluctant leader. The, the reluctant, reluctant leader. I've always said that the reluctant leader is the best one, Yeah, actually. I've actually said that they're before. They're not power hungry, right? They're not power they hungry. They should they're, elect. They're, do, they're doing it because it's like, ugh, somebody has to do this, so I guess it's me. <laughs> and, and look, like, I don't want to be, this is not me saying I want to be mayor or, or anything or a counselor, but you should only elect people who don't want to be. Kind of elected, but then again, are they even running? But no, no, you, <laughs> you get nominated. You, yeah. you get nominated. You have, you, you should, not, be, should be forced into. It. There's no soliciting. You are not allowed to solicit. We'll play this uh, back for you when you're mayor. <laughs> yeah. People have asked me about that stuff before too, and it's like, oh man, you might be good on city council. You know, I don't really know the details though. Yeah. Isn't there details, or can anybody be like I've seen some yes. idiots on there, and yes. I'm like. <laughs> How do they know what to do? Like, I've talked to that person. They don't know anything. No, that's the whole thing. Nobody knows but anything. I feel like you need to know You just something. pretend that you know. Oh, I, there you go. So there, that would not, I would, if I was to uh, yeah. ever be elected, I would be like, I don't know anything. Elect me. Go, yes, please elect me. But I do not know anything and I probably won't do anything to help you. Just uh, channel the Jay who came up with that prayer in. in uh, oh my God. In, in that. <laughs> so, you know, that's a really good point because yeah. my brother sells cars. Yes. My brother sells yep. cars, and he's not just a car salesman. He is no, the, he, he is a, <laughs> the number one car salesman in Canada. Like people think, Whoa. oh, what's this hyperbole? Like you're over exaggerating. Everyone says he's the number one. No, 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 no. Like he truly is. He truly is the number one car salesman. He's probably one of the best in the world if you really broke down numbers. Because yeah, he, he the Guinness Book of World Records. Now I'm talking about my brother, my little brother, bragging about him. Uh, the Guinness Book of World Records is. But I have a point, so I'm coming around to it. It's 1,200, and he was 1,100 in one year. Wow. And he's he he uses there the some, fooey power for yeah. selling. The fooey power. That's good. That's cars. Good. Yeah. You know, he uses that to sell cars. But, I couldn't now, one thing that's interesting that you told me about your brother, though, is that he's never, um, like, he's been offered positions of more power and more money, but he always stay. He just says, Nope. He's like, I'm not his. So he knows, he knows himself well enough to yeah. know that he's not going to, um, what, what, what is that called? Uh, you, you, you're not going to raise yourself above the level that's, that you're capable of. That's him too, by the way. And that's another fooey ism is that he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't want to be the leader. 
He doesn't want to boss people around. He just wants to make money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's good at it. And he's good. So (laughs) good. He just, the art of a deal is just everything to him. Wow. And, yeah. and, I, and people, uh, look, it's not, it's not worth the conversation if he's selling 600 a year. That's really, really super amazing to be selling 600 cars in a year. Yeah. I wouldn't bring it up. But if you're selling 1,000 cars in one year, I mean, it's unreal. That's basically that's, three a day. I was, like, I was doing unreal. that math real. <laughs> you guys, it's not, again, if he's just selling three or 400 in one year, he sells 600. This never, I would never be talking about this kid. But he does this year after year. It's 800 it's 900 it's so it's not a fluke it's not it's like you said it's a a power it's a power that he uses he He harnesses go ahead i was just wondering if because you have that outgoing personality as well is that your mom your dad or uh, both both of them Mm -hmm. but it's more my dad Mm -hmm. especially for the boys because because the boys um saw you know heard their dad that's why you know like it's just you know if, it, if we were girls, it would be more our moms because our sisters, mm-hmm. we have two of them as well, are more our mom, mm-hmm. you know, so. Okay. But um, mm. it doesn't always have to be that way. There's lots of daddy's little girls. Like, it's, yeah. you know, like, yeah. yeah, you know, there's lots. And I just, the point I was making though with Dylan is, I'm not saying he's a politician, but to be a car salesman, you have to be a little bit of, yeah. a, of a politician. Absolutely. And yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't, I can't do that. I'm not saying I can't. It's again, I would have to be forced into the into yeah. it. You know, I have to be. You know, pick the pick the hero's journey mark of the movie where the reluctant uh, the reluctant uh, good guy, where he's like, I'm not doing it. I'm retired, or or uh, I'm not coming out of retire. Or yes. I'm, I, yes. you yeah. you'd literally have to kill my entire. Oh, you killed my entire family. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Fine. The movie. I'm let's start every, the movie now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the call to action. There. That's the call to action for <laughs> yeah. me. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there's lots of other ways that you can be involved in your community like you are without politics. But sure. And knows? and yeah. I, why do, why is it though, Christine, that we have standards? Why is it that I have a standard, you have a standard, we have standards? I mean, is that, you know, I feel like I'm not selling out if I, you know, I feel like it's a sellout if I go to try to be a politician because I listen to Tara Veer. I love Tara. I think she's I, great. Too. I think she's great. But if you listen to her in a co- talking, you're just like, I don't even know if she knew one. If that, that it was so rehearsed. It was so... She was talking about things that the regular person are just like, oh yeah, she's let's yeah, let's hire her. <laughs> you know, she just good, yeah. it just sounds really good, and I love there, Tara. There's a certain level of bullshit that goes with politics, basically. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like I, the guy that was, uh, there was a guy that tried to to. Be, was the only other person that ran against Tara Vier. Oh, yes, yes, he was yes, interesting. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was an interesting fellow. Sure, sure, he was interesting. He didn't know what he was doing. He, he had no idea yeah. what he was getting up to when mm-hmm. he was in this election. Tara's just like, bam, bam, like right cross, yeah. left cross, and he's just like... Eh. <laughs> uh, but she's worked hard to get where she is. Oh, yeah. And and she's probably going to move farther. No, I, yeah. I, I mean, over, over the next number of years, too. And here's a weird mm-hmm. thing. I have a loyalty aspect. I like Tara. I voted for Tara. I, uh, I would never... I. Um, it's like, uh, another radio station in town wants to be like, Hey, Fui, we want to sign you. Here's $10,000 more an extra two weeks vacation. I would still say no because money, money doesn't, it's not money that makes me happy. It's where, you know, I'm where I'm at because I'm, I'm happy. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, can we ask for much more than that? Yeah. Money is everything. It, money <laughs> is awesome. Like, you know, if they're, if they were going to be like, well, let's sign you for $500,000 a year. Okay, fine. Then you're talking life changing. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. fine. And, you know, 
Sure, I could. I could be bought. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, do, you Honesty. Know, you do the afternoon show on this station. We'll give you five hundred G a year. Okay, fine. I could be bought, but you know, I'm not. I'm not like you know. I'm not the kind of guy that's just going to jump ship just because I could a make more money or b uh, more glory. I have no urge. I have no will of of wanting to be like glorious. You know, I want. I want to be liked. You know, but. But yeah, I might have gotten off topic, but yeah. Uh, maybe somewhat, but I, I I think some of this sort of comes around to, uh, and talking about money there and mm-hmm. going back to your church experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so was there any kind of, it doesn't have to be a major life event. Were there life events that kind of changed, kind of brought about some of those opinions and some of those views that you have, mm-hmm. um, that things that changed your worldview. Yeah, there were two, two things. Mm. And one I mentioned earlier about going to church when I was in grade seven, so I was 12 or 13. So um, when I was about that age, I, strangely, we were traveling in Alberta. I'm a Manitoban. We were, mm-hmm. we were traveling in Alberta and my parents are foster parents, always have been, just, you know, oh. it's just what I know my parents to be. Like, it, it's not odd to me, you know? So people would say, oh, foster parents, what's that like? I, I don't even, I don't know another life. Like it was always that. So my parents are foster parents, always kids in the house. Little breaks here and there, but not much. And we would have serious kids with serious issues. But then we also had some great kids and you never wanted to see them go. Mm. And sometimes you get super attached to these kids. And so we're traveling in Alberta and my parents had a, big station wagon so we would sleep on the side of the road and we'd have our you know you know places where we're sleeping and you know we had foster kids some of which were really young and I was really close with this one and I thought she was just like the coolest little girl her name was Sarah with an H and she was just so cool but she was young like I think she was just over like maybe she was like 14 months so just coming into personality and she died in the car that night. Oh, you're kidding me. Jeez. What? Yeah, in Medicine what? Hat. Yeah. Just outside of Medicine Hat on the highway. Oh, my Sleeping. God. Sleeping. Sleeping on the side of the highway. Was this sort of like a crib death event yeah. in a sense? SIDS. Oh, okay. Sudden infant oh, death syndrome. Oh, shit. And my parents are foster parents, so think about how they feel. It's not even their kid. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're, li- they're, they're liable. Of course, it mm-hmm. wasn't their fault. It's all, everyone knew, and, you know. And... I can, to this day, hear my mom scream to my dad. Oh, just the worst. Like, she's dead. And I'm just, like, traumatized as a child because I was 12, you know, because I was that perfect, like, that perfect age. Where everything really hits you. Yeah, because I'm just, I'm not a boy yet. I, You know, not puberty yet, you know, not a man. Sorry, I'm not a boy yet. I'm not, I'm a boy. I'm not a man yet. Well, I'm just about to go into grade seven. And this is the way my parents were. We, you know, it wasn't odd for us to be camping on the side of the highway. So, you know, whatever. That's what we did in the 80s. <laughs> it was the 80s. And she died. And I remember being in the hospital in Medicine Hat. And, like, they were, like, consoling us and all this stuff. And it just didn't affect me. I was fine, you know. But it did affect me. Mm-hmm. It had a horrible, like, wow. it had, it, you know, you guys, like, you see in the movies, like, where you see kids acting out. And mm-hmm. I wasn't acting out mean or, or aggressively. I was acting out with like 
like drawing pictures and I would have nightmares and I started conjuring up ideas and ways that, um, that we would die, oh, that we boy. could die. I thought people were going to bomb our house. It was also during the height of the Iraq war right around there. And I thought that first one, right with George senior. Mm-hmm. And I thought, so, so I went to church <coughs> and I found a community of friends that wanted me around. It was a perfect storm, you guys, because I mentioned to you earlier, they want, they were looking for kids yeah. that had personality. Right, right. Yeah. And, and I walked into the church by myself and they introduced me and I'm there and it's just like, it's like, I was kind of this, like it was meant to be, you know, but, but slowly, but no one ever pressured me. It was always cool. It's a non-denominational church. It was always cool there. And I think they needed to pressure me probably more if they wanted me to do it, but I was never going to be that religious, you know, guy they wanted, you know, to go to, you know, go into theology and stuff like that. But, you know, I still really like the church, but so there's that time, the sister dying or foster sister. And then also to when I started, started my career, the first time I, I, um, moved out. So when I became a man was the first time I, I moved out, I didn't know I was getting older. Like I'm not joking. So, uh, when I turned I 25, know the feeling. Yeah. 24, 25, I didn't, like when I was 22, 21 to 22 or 22 to 23, I didn't know I was getting older. Yeah. Like I, I still thought I was yep. just Jason Fooey, a kid. Yeah. And then I, I was into my career and, and spiritually I just grew up. I became a man. I became accountable. I became, um, reliable. I became, um, uh, liable. I just. I just became someone that was good and then started my, my career. And that was the beginning of it. I started my career. So, so there was a, for you, there was a notable shift between sort of from boyhood to manhood. A true notable shift. Okay. Yeah. And it wasn't 15, 16, 17. Yeah. No way. But I think that's important. I think, I think that's that's good that you noted that within yourself. Cause I don't think a lot of people actually do. I think it just happens. I, I think like Joe Rogan says, right. You're mm-hmm. at, you're at the store one day and the bag boy calls yeah. you, sir. Right. <laughs> Great joke. <laughs> right. And you're looking around like, who are they He's talking to? Like, who are you talking to? And it's yeah. just like, wait, me? Great <laughs> it's like, joke. I'm an adult. <laughs> and then all of yeah. a sudden it hits them. Right. And so. that actually did happen to me. Yeah. Except I was the store guy. I was working. I was, I was working at a beer store, beer vendor. Uh. Yeah. And someone said that, thank you, sir. And I was like, what? what, what? Only 19, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But um, so, so for you, there, there was this noticeable transition at yeah. least. And, and it, it manifested itself into, um, making some mistakes. I made a mistake in Sudbury on uh, radio. I had my headphones and I threw them and, um, and, um, I never thought anything of it. And with the, one of the last days I was there at the station, I was moving on. I talked to a guy and I said to him, why didn't I get more on locations? And it was because I threw my headstone, my headphones in a store a year and a half earlier and I never asked about it. I never knew why. Oh, okay. And I had a diva yeah. moment and I think little diva moments for you in your life where you feel so important, where you're thinking that, that, Hey, this world revolves around me. Those moments, if they're not building you into realizing that you aren't super significant, you are a small part of this whole giant community, this spiritual community that we're in, then uh, you'll never, ever truly be um, able to help people and be free. And that moment that person told me that I threw my headphones, we never gave you another on location again, 
everything changed. Is it, is it just enough of a smackdown? Does it was, there, bring that reality to you? Hey? Next station I went to, I just, everyone was, I was just like, I changed. I changed. I changed because I knew that there was a level of, of when you're accountable. Exactly. Yeah. Personal you, responsibility. Yeah. You can really get things. You can get the shit you want. And when, when people know you are. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when it, it's, it's give and take too, because they also got to know that they can't push you around too. So, Great so, point. So there's a, there's a level of, of both. So yeah, if you can master both of those, that's a great you, point. you can go far with, yeah. with the things that you want. Uh, I'm, I'm still not there. I'm still trying to figure all those things out myself, but we it's, <laughs> well, th- we've had, no, we, you're right. I'm still going through, I'm, there's little steps. Yeah. I wonder if it's going somewhere though, because I, I, I've had I, that, I, those two enlightened moments, those yeah. two moments for me. Yeah. I've said recently, we always, you know, the same, we always talk about how it's, you know, the importance is the journey, not the destination. Yeah. But then I realized, uh, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, you know, I've, I've realized that, but all of a sudden it sort of hit me really. It's just like, well, wait a minute though. It's like really life is a series of journeys. Series of journeys. You so, nailed it right so, there. So it's You're a multiple. It. So it's like, yeah, the importance is the journey itself. Right. But you have to get somewhere, but then you have to go somewhere again. Yeah. Or you're just, it's or a you're just, series stuck. of things. But there has things. to be some destinations along the way. Otherwise, right. yeah. So every little thing that you learned and, and those turning points in your life mm-hmm. and those things, yeah, I mean, those are, they're, they're mental, emotional, spiritual development. Oh yeah. And so true, dude. So true. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the answers, but I, I do oh, know that yeah. <laughs> join the club. <laughs> I do know that, um, contributing to what, you know, to how you can contribute, you're going to get things that you want. You, you really are. It's one thing I really realize contributing to the things that you want, but it has to be contributing, but it also has to be for what you want to contribute to is really what, you know, really can make you happy. Can really yeah. make you happy. That's a really, really big part of what you're talking about today. And when you said that your parents were foster parents, are they still foster parents? Well, okay. Here's the thing: they're not foster parents, but one of my their last child. My parents are like perpetual parents. Mm-hmm. Like they've been parents since they've been seventeen, and or since they were eight, eighteen, and twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's ridiculous. They were married at seventeen and nineteen, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, eloped. So to this day, they're each other's only best friends, you know, it's, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. But like, you know, you talk to these people, it's like, you know, if your mom's pissing you off, you know, and you say, dad, she she can't, he's like, you know, he'll just be like, look, that's what your mom wants. Uh, (laughs) He he will not fight her, (laughs) you know, and same thing with her. She'll be like, that's what your dad wants. They'll they'll back each other. They'll back each other. So that's good. That is good. Yeah. 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 But I was just thinking. It's still flaws. There's still flaws, but yes. (laughs) Yes. I was thinking that some of that community mindedness might have started back. I mean, with your parents. Yeah. You know. No, it did. It did. And here's the thing. They, you know, they both grew up in situations where it wasn't perfect. Mm -hmm. And I think they wanted to be better. Just like we do from our yeah, parents, right? Yeah. But they actually did it too. Yeah, I think so. they did successfully. I think they did it. And I think they, um, um, I think they, they think it's a ever evolving and improving situation, even mm-hmm. for them in their sixties. And, uh, you know, I, I think they're just proud, you know, that they, 
have their kids and they did it, you know, and all their kids are in their thirties now. And, you know, they're in their early mid sixties. They had kids early, right? Mm -hmm. And they've been empty nesters for a while. Oh, Emmy, my brother, he's a foster child that they adopted. That's what I was going to say. Uh. <laughs> so technically, yes, they still have a foster child. They don't get any money for him because he's theirs and his last name is Fooey, but you know. They adopted him. Really they, we've adopted a few people. I have a couple adopted people in my life. Wow. Yeah. People. I, I wanted to say kids, but they're all grown up now. No, that's amazing. I can tell you um, four or five situations that I became very close with kids that would leave the house. And, you know, it's it's taken a lot of time to realize that, you know, for me, even having a child, that it was hard to do because I don't want a dog. I don't want a child. I barely want um, a sick other um, in the sense of like, I, I, I don't want to get married. I, you know, I. I took a long time before I settled down in that sense is what I'm saying. Um, what I'm saying is commitment. And I think a lot of that came down to my parents having foster children. It had an effect on their real children, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think some of what you said, I think you've sort of maybe somewhat answered, uh, the next question, which was, uh, what everyday events or activities are spiritual to you? And it's sort of, I think you've answered that a little bit by talking about, again, the community aspect mm-hmm. and talking about, uh, some of the ways that you've donated and, and things like that. Uh, but are there, are there other ones that come to mind at all that? Okay. So what day-to-day spiritual activities yeah. in my in life? your day-to-day life. What What's an interesting thing? Because we've talked about the words. Or, or something that, uh, as Christine puts it, something that fills your cup, you always mm. say, because there's only so mm-hmm. much energy you have that, to go around, right? Mm. So it's. So what things do you do that, Mm. you know, fill that cup back up? That's a good question. Just in the sense that I think, um, spirituality just can be defined in so many ways. And, um, for me, I, I wasn't super close. I'm not super close with, let's say a Christian God or, or, or any other of the gods that are out there. Um, you know, I, I grew up with a lot of Jewish kids as well. I, I, you know, Judaism was just as significant in my um, you know, mm-hmm. early adult life and early, early childhood as well as Christianity was Winnipeg's, you know, for lack of a better word, full of Jews. <laughs> <She didn't laughs> you can that. say that because I can say that because it's like, that's all they, you know, all they ever referred to themselves as Jews. Like there's like, yeah. we're, we're, yeah. everyone's Jews. It's not, it's not uh, bad, but, uh, I laugh when I say it because it's, because it's just so normal to me, but other people are like, Hey, you can't say that. <laughs> but, so it just, but I just grew up with so many Jewish friends that just, we're all so Jew or Jewy and all this stuff like that, you know? And it just seems so normal, but I got to be careful sometimes. But, um, so no, um, uh, not, not on a daily basis is, is God, let's say, or whomever, um, affecting me or even in a sense of, um, do I think there's a little angel on my shoulder? I don't think that, but I do have a relationship with myself and that's not talking about late night masturbation or anything like that. (laughs) I'm talking about, all right. I'm talking about, um, a relationship with myself. I like to be frank with myself. I like to be real with myself. Um, I'm hard on myself and I am realistic with myself. And, um, and I think the relationship I have with myself can be quite 
spiritual at times. And I think mm-hmm. on the day-to-day basis, I would agree. This really mm-hmm. makes me into an accountable individual and someone that I I much like. I much prefer. You know, I didn't always like myself, you guys. Yeah, I've been there. Like, been I hated there too. Myself yep. several times. Like, yep. ugh. Like not proud. Yep. No, nope. been there. Proud. Been there for sure. I'm at the proudest point in my life. Awesome. I'm at the proudest point I've ever been, and it's nice. only because I have those real conversations with the spirit inside me. And I think that is, that's, that's working on, it's like, uh, like my dad said, uh, when we interviewed him, mm-hmm. which still has to come out. Um, but he, he made a commitment to wholeness in his life oh, he was quite when, young when he was too. very young, yeah. actually. And, uh, so I think what it largely comes around to is, I think it's very similar to what you, what you're saying yeah. here, Jay, about having a relationship with yourself mm-hmm. and committing yourself to being better basically. Yeah. yeah. To being a better, to being a better J, a better version. And, and it, yeah, it, because you're your harshest critic, Mark. Yeah. You know, yeah. you yeah, have I'm, to be I'm better. I'm the same way. Yeah. Because you need to be better. And, yeah. and it's so easy to slide. Don't you guys feel like it's so easy to slide? It's so easy to, to it, eat yes. that pizza, to, to, uh, not work out, to, uh, not to sleep in, to, sleep in, to not get shit done, to, to not. Well, that's um, four to four for me. <laughs> um, to, a little honesty. Oh, by the way here, by the way, to, to, to not kiss your wife or girlfriend goodbye or not to send them a quick, hey, like uh, I'm thinking of you. Um, it's so easy to do that stuff. Um, it's so easy to, to not put effort because we're just not in the mood because we don't feel like we're getting it reciprocated or because we, we don't feel like, um, it's going to do anything that then you have to start talking to yourself literally figuratively. I don't care. You still, you have to start talking to yourself because this is a very short time we get. It's a yeah. super, on, on the planet in general, <laughs> yeah. super small window. Yeah. And it's, it's heartbreaking that some people take that away from them, from themselves, sometimes literally, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and sometimes they're doing it slowly. Mm-hmm. And so the real lesson there is to, yeah, live your life as best as you are able. Yeah. It's easier said than done too, by the way. It's so oh, easy yeah. to say. It's so oh, easy yeah. to say, Absolutely. live your life. Cause it's but so easy to sit in front but that's of why TV. It's, that's why it's work. I mean, that's why we call it spiritual work yeah. too, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, point. it's, it's, it's effort. it's effort. It's not something, I mean, I know people expect to watch walk into church and, you know, say, Jesus, please forgive me. And, and they think that their life has changed. Well, I mean, at this moment you are, you are feeling it and you are changed in this moment. But now the real work begins. Now right? the real work yeah, begins. Yeah. And that's something that, I mean, me growing up in church, that's something I didn't specifically hear per se. And I don't think people were really talking about that. They always just talked about, you know, Jesus will change your life kind of thing. But no, it's work. It's mm-hmm. re- regardless of what system you join, regardless of what you believe, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. When you're working on yourself, it's work. I would call that living consciously, right? I mean, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a level of that for yeah, sure. For sure. There's I a think, level of that, you know any of the people I know in my life who are living conscious lives have, I think really good lives, but also difficult lives. Like, like, because it is a lot of work. Yeah. Why is it so hard though? You know, that's that I don't know. <laughs> I think yeah. I, I mean, that's where you get the most growth, right? I mean, too, mm-hmm. it's like, if it wasn't difficult, mm-hmm. if we, if it was just easy for us, mm-hmm. 
to yeah. do it. And I mean, maybe at some point it will be. Maybe maybe the human race as a whole reach a certain level of enlightenment very quickly, very easily. But maybe then there'll be something else that we have to move on to, right? <laughs> so yeah, it's, that's something you've been toying with. That's, some, that's another idea I've been toying with yeah. overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that has to do with the hero's journey. But, uh, but Jay, let's move on here. And okay. I'd, I'd like to know, like, who's, is there, well, is there who's, are there what's, who, what has influenced you along this journey of life that you've now this been could on. be music it could be a book it could be a movie it could be a person it's a, a good, real a person anything and everything yeah. yeah yeah for me it was like a lot of a lot of novels and a lot of <laughs> music and things yeah, like that and your your major influences mm-hmm. for christine it was specific people in her life mm-hmm. yeah. i think and yeah okay so um you start to map out the things that attract you you, music you guys mentioned or books like you're attracted mm-hmm. to books you're attracted to certain music you're attracted to genres of movies there's just something more so about maybe a, a, a sword movie right that gets yeah. you than a rom-com you yes. know but some guys yeah. they like rom-coms you know and they're not into uh, um, uh, lord of the rings or star wars they're just not like some people i'm have up never... for that if you actually get something out of it it's, yeah it's... <laughs> Um, some people can't suspend their animation, their imagination to watch Star Wars or right. things like that. I have no problem with doing that. I can suspend all day and I never, ever go, um, you know, when someone, you know, wants to say this about a movie, this about this, you know, let's say they, they're, they're picking apart the movie. I never say to them, well, you know, it is a movie. Like, cause it's, it's a pointless argument to even say, of course it is a movie. So there are going to be some liberties. We all know yeah. that. But you have to say, of course, it's a movie. You know, it's a movie. So they can do whatever they really want within the rules. It is a piece of art. Of their world, (laughs) right? Within the rules. If you're watching, um, uh, I don't know, uh, let's say, uh, what's just a stupid teen movie, uh, you know, uh, American Pie. Okay. Right? And one of the kids starts turning invisible or starts flying, you're just like, okay, well, this movie that, sucks. That came out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, I'm just, yeah, it comes, yeah, it comes out of nowhere and you're like, yeah. well, now I'm judging this movie. Or, you know, if you have this girl that came in the Conan, Obar, Conan, Conan the Barbarian movie and she's like this ditzy blonde, she's like, um, uncle, like, are you coming to, like, can you help me? Like some weird situation that doesn't fit. So everything for me just had to do with fitting and you just, you grasp upon these things. And so one of the things for me was comedy. Comedy really, mm-hmm. really affected me. And so um, I, I noticed that slapstick did it for me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But even weirder was the, the comedy that is observational, the, the, the type that is about relationships, mm-hmm. especially, you know, friends, girlfriends, wives, that kind of stuff really was funny to me. So... Um, comedy was a big aspect to me. And so what eventually was, it was Woody Allen. I was really into Woody Allen. He had played a big oh, really? role into to the person that I wanted to be because I wanted to be quirky and funny and I wanted to really enjoy, uh, the relationships that we were in. And so then, then it turned to Seinfeld and then it turned into Curb Your Enthusiasm. So, uh, okay. um, yeah. um, and maybe it is to do with the fact that I grew up in Winnipeg with a lot of Jewish people. I don't know, but I, they were, <laughs> they were, uh, they were interesting to me. And so, you know, uh, that kind of stuff really played a role into my spirituality, watching quirky, funny character driven movies and that kind of thing. It really did mm-hmm. affect 
me as far as my personality and the spirit that I would uh, that I would want to put onto this world. And so comedy through um, through comedy through realization of people because I wanted to see the funny stuff. I didn't want I don't like seeing depressing stuff. I don't like seeing I don't watch the news. I'm in radio and I don't yeah, watch the news. Yeah, I do. Well, we don't either by choice, but it's just because it's like I I, I think the Oh, that's a totally different subject. It's weird that I don't just... know anything yet. I have to know everything. Right. It's weird. Yeah. Um, so I really don't know a lot of the details sometimes. I'm blessed to have certain people just drop things in my lap and go this and this and this, and I can talk about it as though I know about it. But um, yeah, my interests uh, that really drive who I am come from the hilarious side of life, the funny yeah. things. Yeah. Um, it, humor really, really... I believe is such a key to being um, to being uh, a free individual. I think it really frees the individual to be able to see the humor and um, may, maybe in yourself as well. You're you're saying hundred percent myself for sure. Yeah, I I think it should be everyone. I, it's weird when you make a joke and. And, you know, no, people, somebody, it just doesn't work with certain people. But not that they should always understand you or you should understand them. And everyone has a weird sense of humor. You know, if you really think about it, we all yeah. get tickled yeah. strangely. But for me, yeah, um, I, I really wanted humor just played a huge role. And so humor manifests itself in other ways, movies and, um, and things like that. Music was a huge role in my early like teens and and mid late teens it was such an aspect to me i was in bands and i wanted to sing and but it was all part of the creative aspect i i music was i wanted to create music you know right. yeah so i i would latch on to um experimental more experimental indie you know alternative rock that's what i was more into mm-hmm. you know yeah and 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 Big fat beats, no problem. I loved it. Like people think, you know, because I like rock, I don't like hip hop. I just don't like. Uh, I can't relate yeah. to. I can't relate to. Um, um, like I don't like uh, um, braggadocious music. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even though music's quite braggadocious in general, you know, it's like I love. I'm I'm in love, or you know, everything's about love, right? Uh, okay. Everything's kind of like yep. a weird braggadocious, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. But I I really don't think some hip-hop music i'm not attracted to it because it's 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 the name of the game is talking about what you have and how good it is and how good you are and i i'm not that kind of guy so if it has fat beats and it sounds really good and uh the lyrics are just more about having fun then then i'm gonna like hip-hop i'll like any kind of music i'll like any i have no genre um specific that i need to have but you know I'm not going to like um, frivolous pop music either because it's right. It, there's there's no meaning to it. Mm-hmm. It it can be about fun, but who gives a shit if it means nothing? <laughs> you know, like it's just it's lame. You know. Yeah. So if you're making it really good beats and you're making it, so that music played a big role in who I was too. But it had to be the right kind. And I am a little bit of a Nazi when it comes to music. You know, <laughs> specifically. You know, I really like to have my kind of music, and I like yeah. it to be my style. Otherwise. It's hard for me to get down. Look, I had front row center seats to see Snoop Dogg and Red Deer. 
front row. I made it to the front row and I just looked at everyone around me. I was like, I can't. What am I doing here? <laughs> front row center tickets for Snoop Dogg. He had 16 piece band with him. And I just turned around and walked and watched it from the stands because I just couldn't do it. I could I, I had my arm in the air for five, 3.5 seconds. And I was like, what am I doing? This isn't me. I like Snoop Dogg. But these people are way more into Snoop Dogg than I am. I'm, I'm a hypocrite here. So, yeah. Um, um, should have given someone else your seat, I guess. Uh, yeah. And you needed like seven wristbands. I remember getting a wristband to get to the floor, a wristband to get to this area, another wristband to get to the front row. And they're like, okay, you need a wristband. I remember looking down one point, there was like a person on the floor. I'm like, hey, like they, like they were content down there. I'm like, like walking over. Yeah. Like there's just people underneath me. It was so busy because there was chairs. It was just a big mess. But, um, just, just to touch on what you said though. Um, uh, I also wanted to mention this, um, having children does it as well and having having yeah. a son uh for me in my case a child yeah. at 40 um or 39 i guess um just was perfect it was it was perfect yeah because um there's that fear of me that that i'll you know i, I could die you know and and that it, there is nothing left of me, like zero. And I know it really doesn't matter. If, even if you have 17 children, who cares? You, you, you want to just, uh, you know, spray your seed and, and, and make sure your legacy lives on through all these people. Why does it, that's, it's, that's almost as bad as, you know, as, as, do, as not doing it. Mm-hmm. But you, when you have a child and you see them for the first moment there and you realize in that first 24 hours that you created this thing that incubated it 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 was a bun in the oven it, it's a little chickpea you know it's a it's and you did it just from you know whatever 10 12 minutes five minutes <laughs> one minute of of fun it's it's kind of ridiculous and so having a child had a big effect on me as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it would. Yeah, and I, I already have it. two children before him. That in a whole different in a, in a whole different way. Yep. Of um, which are not my children. Not your biological children. No, but they're, they're still it's your weird children. Even saying it's, my because like even if it, he's yours, it. Yeah. like he's not yours. But but yeah, yeah. Funny. it is true. You know, like yeah. I hate saying that's my son. Like, well, take it easy. Like, you know, he, 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 you're his caretaker is really what yeah, it is. Yeah, yes, <laughs> he you doesn't get to bo- borrow them for. Yes, and yeah. one day they'll be proud to call you that you called them your son. Like, one, I'm proud when my dad says, "This is my son." You yeah, know? that. Yeah, that's you know what different that's, than yeah. trying to place your. Yeah. This is my son. It's like when you've earned, when you've earned the respect of your own child sort of thing. I think, I think it does, uh, do something. I think that is an important stage of, of that's a really good point life. Um, but anyway, we have covered a lot of material here and that was Jay, I have to admit that was, that was eye opening a lot of that. And I really love the way that you really focused on community. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout this. And I think that, I think that specifically really comes around to the, you know, uh, my, my war cry for, <laughs> I think spiritual of change yourself, change your world, because mm-hmm. that is something that I really believe. And, uh, 
Christine would probably agree with me. <laughs> I don't want to speak for her, mm-hmm. but I, but I know she agrees with the, with the sentiment of it as well. Uh, is that something that rings true for you as well? Do, do you feel like, or it's, um, maybe say it, not say it again, change say it again, yourself. change yourself, change your world. Change your world. Okay. And I, and I consider self as its own word, mm-hmm. there. Change, yourself. change yourself, yeah. which is, which is what you, which is what you have been doing mm-hmm. by talking to yourself and having a relationship with yourself. Yeah. And, and then your, your, your focus on community. I mm-hmm. think that's really, I think that's the epitome of what mm-hmm. I'm trying to save through that, to be honest. So it's. Well, thanks. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Certainly not perfect. You know, you, you, we should never expect perfection. So oh no. It's okay no. to make mistakes. It's okay to, yeah. to not even, it's not even, not even okay to make mistakes. It's, it, you know, sure. We don't want to make mistakes, but it's okay to, it's okay that, that, um, that everything isn't going to work as planned. That's mm-hmm. part of it, you know, it should be expected that things will not go I as, hate that. as perfect. <laughs> I hate it too. I hate it too. I want to control everything. And especially trying to do your best to control situations. Yeah, yeah. I think there should just always be that uh, ripcord of, mm-hmm. uh, let's, let's do this. There's a chance it may not happen. Let's do it. Yeah. You know? I, I've become better at that since I met Mark. Let's, <laughs> you know? And, and, hey, but don't you notice though, I when you did fail that and you go, you're sitting in bed the next night or on the couch and you, you look at each other, we, we tried that. It didn't work. We're alive. We're not always going to be alive, but we are right now. Yeah. We are right now. And we tried, right? We tried. And it's weird because I hear a lot of that. I heard Will Smith do this crazy thing about you know, uh, fail. It's, you make sure you go out and fail. And I think we do really try to preface this. It's just natural for us to say, make mistakes and fail and it grows us and stuff like that. Um, yeah, of course. Well, that's part of doing, of course. that's part of doing, making change and doing work. I don't know if that though, solves the situation the- to get people to do things more though. You know, I don't know if it sells me is what I'm saying. It doesn't sell me. Yeah. Are you to be told that you're going to fail? Yeah. Well, I, of course we have to sort of know in the back of our mind, there's a chance we're going to fail, but I, I guess maybe I, I wonder about, yeah, I don't know about is, is the best way to tell people or inspire people to do things to tell them that it's okay to fail or that it's, that it's good I, I, that I, you're I failing. Think the best, I think the best way to inspire people is probably just to, I mean, honestly believe they can do it. So, like, like actually have faith in people more or less than, uh, rather than, I mean, you can do all, you can tell them that it's okay for them to fail. You can, but I mean, ultimately, yeah, I, people have to find within themselves that thing that works for them. But what if you want to put the places in, you put the pieces in place, you, you Mm -hmm. encourage to put the pieces in place. And then when you fail that, 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 then it's okay. Then it's okay. But first let's make sure pieces are in place. Let's, let's teach people how to put the pieces in place a little better. Yeah. Okay. You know, okay. let's, yep. you know, like why aren't, why aren't. Oh, I think I know what you mean. You know, in high school, a good thing, they should just have, um, some, some options for, for people to just learn how to invest and, or save money. Talk yeah. about saving money. Yes, so giving people more, uh, more, like you said, more of the pieces to yeah, figure things real out. Real pieces, real ways of helping people. Where we've yeah. had a lot, I think, of messages of just 
quit your job, quit it, and just go start your business. Yeah, go, go start your business. Without, if you fail, <laughs> hey. Without many, any of that. Yeah, like, but, it's, but it's like, how do I get there? Yeah. Yeah, you're, okay. You're it's yeah, it's okay pieces. to fail. He, he, Will Smith is right. It's okay mm-hmm. to fail. But what, why, are, why are we, like, I hear it a lot, like, failure is part of the journey. It is, 100%. But like, why, why are we obsessed with being okay with failure? I'm not saying that we shouldn't be okay with it either. I'm just, I'm sort of bouncing around a little bit, but like, let's start, let's, let's get the pieces in order. And I think one of the biggest pieces, this is me coming around to it a little bit, Mark, is, is having those conversations with yourself and, and being uh, helpful in, the, in your community of friends and being encouraging and why be negative? Why? What, what's, what, you, you, be negative to your wife, okay? Be negative to your <laughs> wife. Tell, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, tell yeah. your wife that you yeah. don't like somebody, you know? Like yeah. if you, you work, with, work with them. You, you're put into a situation to, to work within somebody, work with them. You know, vent to your wife later on. You, you, why do we always have to be like... Uh, so you're saying, ultimately, you're saying be one of the pieces. Be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Ah. <laughs> That's what you're saying. That might be a little bit what you're saying. Yes. Anyway, yeah. 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 Be one of the pieces to help others yeah. put the puzzle together. I can I can be the leader if you want me to, but I'd rather you be the leader and I'll help you. I'll be the, your role player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll be your role yeah. player. You, you tell me what you want me to do. If you can't do it, I'll I'll do it. I'll help. Yep. I could be that guy, but we, yeah, we 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 need to be able to go. You know, um, not every situation is is perfect. You know, we work within the parameters of what you're given. Yes, work within the parameters yep. and make it better. You know, make yourself better. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting concept because again, okay, well, how do you make yourself better? Well, you know, it starts with uh, with building. You have to build and each person each person is going to be a little different they're going to have a little thing and that's why that's why we have these conversations too it's like it's, a good point. it's like how do you that's the thing you're you're living your life differently than i'm living my life mm-hmm. you're living your life differently than you know my parents live this so yeah. so again yeah like you, this is like you said this is a piece of the puzzle so like you so maybe something you say can give somebody else a little piece of something to build their own Absolutely. life with. Well, well, let me ask you guys, how much is it free will? How much do we have? Is How much of us is free will? Oh, that's, that's a, a big debate right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big yeah. debate. Well, in your godly, in your you know godly Let, let's experience. Let's have this conversation. You know what? I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close off this episode here and then we're going to continue this conversation. <laughs> then we're going to talk about free will. <laughs> well, I just bring, brought it up no, just no. because, because, you know, I mean, we, 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 we can try, but sometimes... It's